0: So last time the countdown was actually very helpful for me. So do you mind how terribly if we do that again?
1: Let's let's do a countdown. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 5 4, 4, 3,
0: 3 2, 2, 1. 1. It's, it's really distracting. in my,
1: my end, that sounds perfect.
0: That's great. That That's good. Because that means that on, for the listener, dear listeners, it will sound perfect as well.
1: We should let them hear a countdown one day.
0: <laughs> Imagine if a podcast did that, just played the countdown at the start of every episode. <laughs> this
1: is it. This is the episode for it, Kyle.
0: So we have we have lots of, of, of narrative news to discuss, but yeah. so I want to I want to open with the most controversial thing. I don't know if you've heard, it's the biggest controversy since Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, Nathan.
1: Right, okay, I'm on board, Kyle. I'm on, I'm on this bus. What, what are you going to tell me?
0: So they unveiled some new footage of the new God of War game. I don't know if you heard.
1: Oh, I, I did.
0: And would you believe it? Those animals, those monsters, they're reusing the same getting into the boat animations from the
1: previous game, Nathan. Oh my god! Getting I, I into the boat?
0: I can't possibly believe it. You it's, know, not, that's... it it's not like well, those...
1: Three Assassin's Creed games would use the exact same whistling sound effect.
0: (laughs) What? What kind of lazy developers would reuse an animation, Nathan?
1: None worth their salt, Kyle. None worth their salt. In case you can't tell, listeners, we're being deeply sarcastic. Is this the game where they made Thor fat? Yes. Yeah. I mean, people
0: say fat. He, He doesn't look. He has like a dad bod. I wouldn't call him fat.
1: I mean. It's yes. chunky. It's no secret, Kyle and listeners, I've never played God of War. I don't care. No, we
0: are, we're dirty Xbox players and we've never had the opportunity to play God
1: of War. We are dirty Xbox Game Pass boys.
0: <laughs> Game Pass Ultimate. Game Gosh. Pass
1: Ultimate for Game Pass PC too, even though I can't play PC games. I get Among Us for free.
0: I just learned it gives me premium access to Microsoft Solitaire. So there you go.
1: Wow, we should have a game night on Microsoft Solitaire. <laughs> right. You can
0: play some some Spider Solitaire. It's gonna be great.
1: <laughs> so Kyle, any other thoughts on animations for boats?
0: I I just I think people are silly and don't understand how games are made. And also, what do they expect people to do to reanimate getting into a boat again for no reason are whatsoever? People really,
1: are people really upset about it? I thought you were just being slightly facetious because you read a couple of No, this
0: notes. no, this is a whole thing. This is a whole thing that happened. People are very mad at this game. They think it looks cheap and lazy because it's too similar to the previous game, to which it is a sequel of. The boat animations are just the most extreme example of this.
1: I reserve comment until the game is released and I don't play it. <laughs>
0: okay, moving on. I, I'm probably going to save Star Trek news for later because that's where we end up spending most of our time.
1: We're going to backload the episode with Star Trek, guys. Buckle up.
0: So let's stick on game news for a sec. Knights of the Old Republic is getting a remake and it's a PlayStation exclusive.
1: At launch.
0: At launch. It- Still.
1: It's I, I have a confession to make.
0: You've never played KOTAR?
1: I've never played KOTAR.
0: That's okay, Nathan. I also have a confession to make. Yeah. I've never played KOTAR.
1: <gasps> Kylie's never played Kotor? I know. I know. Everyone's played Kotor. <laughs> I I know Kotor Knights of the Old Republic because Kotor just sounds really weird. I've, I've I'd known of it the whole time it's been around. Um, I sure, know it's, it's, it's like the most
0: famous Star Wars game, basically. Yeah,
1: I know it's characters. Kind of. Not even really.
0: I, I know Revan because Revan kind of has that throne fandom where everyone keeps talking about how great Revan is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what? I mean, when it's on Xbox, I'll probably play it. It's a Star Wars game. I will not have a link to the original game where people bitch and whine because they changed the lightsaber animation. <laughs> fine I guess. The animation looked cool it's not gameplay representative it's just an announcement little clip that they showed.
0: I mean personally I'm hoping that remake means they're completely revamping the gameplay because when you go back and play old RPGs from that era oh boy they're not fun.
1: They're so floaty.
0: So floaty the combat is kind of
1: it's like early
0: World World of Warcraft combat yeah. It's not
1: fun No. Like I I don't want this to be a Halo anniversary situation where they just put a new skin on it. I want I want a whole it,
0: Just 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 put in the combat system from Fallen Order. Bang,
1: God, that that's good, good gameplay, but it takes it takes a while to master.
0: That's true, but you want it to be not as weird and clunky as the lightsabers in Battlefront, though. We need an in between there.
1: Is that the um, is it is the online game?
0: No, I think if there is uh, an online one set in the same era, but Knights of the Old Republic is an RPG.
1: Right, okay. I thought like that, it had its single player campaign I think, but then it I had a big was MMO element. An I just
0: called The Old Republic.
1: Maybe. Ah, that's see that's where I that's okay, that's where my confusion stems from because they had really good cinematics back in the day that uh, everyone mm-hmm. would watch as like an Old Republic 15 minute movie. That was really yes. cool.
0: No, Knights of the Old Republic was an RPG, and then The Old Republic is an, is an MMO, I think.
1: Are, are you definitely going to play Couture?
0: I think so. It's a very famous game, especially when it comes to like RPG design. It's one that people talk about a lot. Although I think the second one is more interesting in that regard for like RPG stuff, but they're not remaking the second one, so...
1: At least I don't think so. What I find very interesting is, is this going to be like the first new piece of Star Wars media outside Star Wars Visions that isn't canon?
0: That's what I was thinking too, like, because they did make Revan canon again. There's like a statue of him in Rise of Skywalker, I think.
1: Yeah, and apparently all the Sith Tripper Legions in the visual dictionary are named after famous Sith Lords of old. Um, yeah, so it like, could be a Raven that,
0: that they're going to, as part of this remake, they are maybe re-canonizing some of the Old Republic stuff. I wouldn't shock me.
1: I just assumed this was going to be a one-for-one remake in terms of its story beats, but maybe they're just going to make a new canon version of the Old Republic. Same characters, but slightly different events, maybe?
0: I I mean, they don't even need to make different events, right? Because in current canon, we know nothing about the Old Republic, so they can just do whatever.
1: Yeah, I don't know what they've covered in the books about the Old Republic.
0: The the books are currently doing High Republic? High Republic, yeah. Which is not as far back as Old Republic, right?
1: The High Republic, I think, is older than the Old Republic.
0: No, because High Republic has Yoda in it.
1: Fair. Yeah. Right? Isn't the end of the High Republic the prequels? I think so. God. Like, this is the problem with when they introduced this High Republic thing, right? They never <laughs> referenced it in anything outside of the books. No. And 78% of Star Wars fans, even. Diehards don't read the books. No. They haven't been referenced in The Mandalorian. Wait, maybe they were referenced in The Mandalorian? I don't think so.
0: I don't think so.
1: They've never been referenced in any TV show or movie, and that's where most people, myself included, will get my information from. So I'm not really sure how The High Republic fits into anything.
0: I know Yoda's in it. I know there's a bunch of books there. There's some pad ones. Everyone's wearing gold. It's very fancy. That's yeah. that's my impression of what I've seen from the High Republic book covers. Yeah, it's is very, everyone's just f- very dressed sand, in gold. white
1: golden sand.
0: Yeah. It's very, like, 70s sci-fi.
1: So, do you want to talk about any of the other game trailers?
0: Uh, I was going to just keep on Star Wars, actually, because we got a trailer for Star Wars Visions.
1: We did get a trailer for Star Wars Visions. I, I just mentioned it and I forgot all about it. Yeah, uh, I, pe- people are really I, excited about this one.
0: I love the idea. I think it's a very clever, very interesting idea. I'm super curious to see how it goes. I don't know how it's going to go down. Halo thing, Legends as in, like, done it first.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Halo Legends wasn't an anthology, was yep. it? I don't know. Yep. I know nothing about. It. I have the it
1: I have the DVD of Halo Anthology. Uh, Halo Anthology. Halo Legends. <laughs> It's the exact same concept as this. Every episode is made by a different anime studio and they're just their own little tales about the UNSC Covenant War or earlier than that or after that. It's actually quite good. I enjoy it.
0: I did not I did not
1: know that. Yeah, it's, it's quite good. I, I haven't watched it in many years but I've, and I'm not even a big anime person but I actually quite enjoy Halo Legends. Halo Legends is very good. Whatever you thought of Halo Visions, Kyle, that you were excited for, go watch Halo Legends, check it out.
0: Halo Visions.
1: Halo Visions. <laughs>
0: you <laughs> just stepping over all your words today Yeah,
1: yeah. not gonna correct it not even gonna correct it
0: the thing with it is Star Wars it does have a lot of uh, shall we say eastern uh, what's the word I'm looking for
1: influences
0: influences it has a lot of, of eastern influences like old samurai films and stuff like that well, Star so Wars think- is
1: famously used a hodgepodge of shit George Lucas like growing up
0: Yes, one of which was samurai films. Yeah. Which they also lean into a lot with The Mandalorian, like the episode with the Ahsoka where he goes to this Yep. where it's basically Her an old, old samurai film.
1: Flash Gordon type serials with the opening credits and stuff. Um, yes. You know, it was and obviously western movies themselves are inspired by samurai movies that were about 20 years earlier.
0: Yes, that's true. Everything is built on the shoulders of giants, as they say.
1: <laughs> Attack on Titan.
0: But I think this is going to be interesting because some of the animation is very like serious looking, yeah, and some of it is extremely silly looking. Like there's one about a pop star robot. I think
1: I haven't I don't, I haven't read into the context of any of these episodes except what I've seen in the trailers. I've never dug into it to see well, what's that episode supposed to be about. And it's like an episode where the person's got like a weird, like a weird lightsaber that has lots and lots of different blades on it. Yes. Remember, remember the episode of Star Trek Voyager where they Probably. go to like a space station and Captain Janeway keeps giving all these gifts from people? I
0: don't remember this.
1: It was a show... I thought you were going to talk about
0: the space station where they go in on the ship and it's like a free ship repair station but it's actually a big monster.
1: Isn't that an episode it- of Star Trek Enterprise? That might be an episode of Star Trek Enterprise. There is an episode of Star Trek Enterprise. Well, no, so they're on this um, shore-leavy space station. It's very friendly, and everyone from Voyager is like to go into the space station, and everyone from the space station is like to come into Voyager. It's a seven of nine episode where old collective people come aboard and try and break themselves okay, free.
0: Yeah, I, th- I remember that part.
1: Yeah, that, that's the A story. Um, but in the B story, like Captain Jamie keeps getting given all these fucking gifts from all these delegates, <laughs> and her ready room's just flooded with them. And she gets given this massive yellow baton thing from like a sports game they play. And it, okay. looks, it looks just like that lightsaber. It's got it's like a massive racket with tons of different spinny bits on it. And Harry, Kim and Tom Paris get beat up playing on the space station, get lots of bruises.
0: See, the only thing I could think of is if you can remember back to the distant era of 2015, when it was first revealed that Kylo Ren's lightsaber had two extra bits.
1: And oh, then man. someone made
0: the gif where the lightsaber went on and it had all these millions of extra bits. <laughs> yeah. That's what I kept thinking of.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, how innocent we were in
0: 2015.
1: Oh, I know. I So I have a cynical um, take on how Disney and or Lucasfilm is treating these anime shorts.
0: Oh, a cynical take on Disney. Please tell.
1: Yeah, please tell. Um, every single one of these episodes is dropping at once.
0: Yes, and they're just dropping
1: dropping them and forgotten about, they're away, they're gone in the wind people will talk about them Mm. for a week and never again maybe it'll get renewed for a second batch two years later but it's gone, it's not a weekly release, it's not something they want people to be talking about each week to speculate on or to build up or anything, I know it's anthology, but it's not something they seem to be investing time into, it's like a dump and it's gone, and Mm. to me the only platform that still does that is Netflix because they sort of originated it but every other streamer has switched to weekly releasing episodes because... Yeah, including
0: more... Disney, where they do all that. Inclu-
1: including Disney. Including Disney. So the fact that they're just dumping all these Visions episodes in one dump feels like it's more like a token gesture to people and not something mm. they sincerely believe in.
0: I hadn't considered that.
1: I mean, they've put a lot of money into it. They must expect it to be profitable, but that doesn't necessarily mean I think they've got long-term faith in it either.
0: I mean, I definitely think it's a niche i like I don't think I can't see this appealing to mainstream Star Wars fans all that much, you know, yeah, I'd I don't agree. think my my parents are gonna go crap about Star Wars anime, you know,
1: yeah, it feels like a cute curiosity,
0: yes, and I'll appreciate it for that it's it's gonna be strange it's it's again, I like the idea of it, I think it's fun to just to just give them the star wars i p and just be like eh, do whatever you want and see what happens that's yeah
1: no I mean, yeah you're not wrong
0: I know that Star Wars they had a thing for a while about like brand integrity and you can't have Darth Vader doing dances at Disney World anymore but I don't know stuff like this is fun
1: you know stuff like this is fun um, I think that they they understand that they can kind of play around with the IP a little bit and it won't hurt them
0: yeah it, it's, it's too big to fail at this point I think
1: <laughs> if they can make the Free Maker saga they can do anything <laughs>
0: I always forget that exists.
1: I forget all the Star Wars Lego properties exist outside their games. Remember Revenge I mean, that, of the Brick?
0: I do. I mean, most of this of the Lego stuff is just like, what if the characters had a goofy side adventure, but the Freemaker Adventures is actually like a separate IP with unique characters? Yeah. And that's bizarre.
1: That is very bizarre. Palpatine's in it, I'm sure.
0: Oh, well, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they have lots of cameos. I know at least Harrison Dillard showed it up in an episode.
1: See, I didn't even know that. I just saw the trailer.
0: I saw the Lego sets because, of course, they had tie-in Lego sets. Of
1: course they had tie- That was the whole purpose the show was made.
0: Yes, so they could have new Star Wars Lego sets in a time when there wasn't new Star <laughs> Wars media coming in. <laughs> See, that right there... That was a point for a little transition noise.
1: Spider Man 2 on PlayStation 5.
0: So many good games for PlayStation that we can't play, Nathan.
1: Wolverine for PlayStation 5.
0: So many good games on PlayStation that we can't play, Nathan. <laughs> But you know what we do have? We do have Pepper Pig. Peppa Pig.
1: <laughs> you know what? I, I, I've got a, quite a few friends who play PlayStation uh, and they'll be like, oh man, I bet you're regretting having an Xbox. And we've spoken about the business diversion moves that Sony and Microsoft are making when it comes to their consoles. I always have to explain that people talking about things in the realm of pure exclusivity are really they're thinking with a business head from six years ago. Like it, it, really doesn't matter anymore. Now, for us as gamers, it can be quite frustrating to see these cool IPs come out of their exclusive, especially Spider-Man. But that's not even getting it. That's nothing Xbox can actually do anything about. Sony own the character to the film rights as well. Yeah, like that's that's the Spider-Man thing. I can just write off in my head is there are mechanisms at play that go much further beyond an Xbox or a PlayStation. That means. That's an exclusive, you know. I and mean, It does come to things like, you know, Couture coming out first there, or Wolver- that new Wolverine game. You know, it, it can get a little bit jading, but I always need to remind myself the value of Game Pass. <laughs> the value of Game
0: Pass. <laughs> it is. It is quite some, It's I honestly don't even think about it anymore, but it is just so convenient to just have a look and it's like, oh, there's six new games on Game Pass. I wonder if any of those I want. And then I download them, and then I never play them, most likely. But at least it's an option.
1: Yeah, at least it's an option. I wonder how much money they bleed from me every month because I'm just using Game Pass for my Destiny 2 expansions.
0: <laughs> That's true. Yeah, Game Pass is good. And we do, in fairness, have some exclusives coming eventually.
1: Indiana like Jones. Like Infinite. Like Halo uh, Infinite.
0: That that one vampire game.
1: What, what one's that?
0: Redfall? Red something? Remember they should have trailer for E3? It was their this, big finale this, this showstopper.
1: Just, this sounds so defeatist. We've got games too.
0: <laughs> you don't remember this? That's that's okay. Uh, Starfall? No, Starfield? Starfield? I,
1: di- I downloaded Starfield. Um, I never played it.
0: How did you download it? It's not out yet.
1: No, what am I thinking? Hold on. Hold you think you No Man's Sky? No, not No Man's Sky. Hold on. Is Splitgate an exclusive? Splitgate's pretty fun.
0: Splitgate is not an exclusive.
1: That's annoying.
0: I've not played Splitgate yet. I've the heard game I times.
1: was thinking of was called Elite Danger Core. That's not even remotely similar. <laughs> I know, but in the game it's like an FPS kind of space game. Uh, but you're ah. like going between solar systems and you're going in hyperspace and you got i I never played it, but the, I saw a TikTok and it looked pretty fun. <laughs> it looked pretty fun.
0: Oh, you're such a Gen Z, Nathan.
1: I don't like being a Zoomer, but occasionally things catch me out and I'm like, oh, that, that was pretty sweet. That looks neat.
0: But yes, so uh, it's always a tough time when PlayStation rolls out their...
1: Uh, their games. Their games, their announcements. It's tough. It's good when Xbox make their announcements, but um, I think that's just from a, a money perspective.
0: <laughs> yeah, we never talked about Saints Row either.
1: Oh, we never spoke about Saints Row. Um. Yeah, there's a new Saints Row game coming out and I don't know what to make of it.
0: It's a reboot, which is probably for the best, let's be honest. It's
1: definitely for the best.
0: Saints Row 4 was certainly a game.
1: It was a choice.
0: It was a choice.
1: It was a stupid DLC stretched out into a full retail title and it was just that's, dumb.
0: That's literally what it was, by the way.
1: Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. That's why I said I always remember that about Central 4. It was a DLC for Central the Third that they just stretched into a full retail title. You know, as a DLC, it would have been fun. But as a full game, it was too much.
0: Yes. Too much. And then they made Agents of Mayhem, which no one in the world remembers but me.
1: Gat Out of Hell.
0: Gat Out of Hell, of course. People remember that one because it has Johnny Gat.
1: Johnny, Gat. do you think he'll show up in the reboot, like like in a post in a post credit scene or something?
0: Oh, I hope not, but I don't put it past them because yeah. it's like we have to put him in. It's a central game.
1: And he he's like, the man.
0: He's Johnny Gat. He's he's your favorite. We don't make right?
1: Oleg or Daniel Day him. <laughs> um, do, you love uh, him. All right, so, are you going to play the new central?
0: Uh, probably it looks pretty good to me. I, people have been complaining about the character design. I'm like, I don't care.
1: I think I'm going to hold off. It doesn't it, like I like Central. I do like Central, but it's not grabbing me the way maybe you would expect it to.
0: I don't think something about um, I think it's Deep Silver who owns Central at the yeah. moment. They're just the worst at marketing, honestly. It like, looks
1: like a mixture between Crackdown and Cyberpunk.
0: See, I thought it looked a bit like Watchdogs.
1: See, I didn't get that vibe.
0: Just specifically from the, the character dynamics, it reminded me a lot of the trailers for Watch Dogs 2.
1: What yeah? Remember okay, Watch Dogs that. 2
0: has the guy with the emoji helmet?
1: Yeah, okay. No, I'll I'll, I'll give you that. I I remember I played the first Watch Dogs and I had like the tie ins to like Assassin's Creed and stuff and that was really cool. And then but it, I didn't really enjoy the game so I stopped playing it. And then I never played Watch Dogs 2, but I thought the trailers looked quite cool.
0: Yeah, Watch Dogs is one of those franchises that's on my backlog. It's like, if if they release them all on sale, I'll probably buy them and play through them. But Watch, Dogs was, on, then, Watch yeah. Dogs
1: was a Games for Gold game, like, three years ago. That's the only reason I've got it.
0: I must have forgotten to pick it up, then. Yeah, it Actually, just... no, I think I do have it.
1: There you go, there's a know. game. Well, i tell you a game we've both been playing, Kyle. Oh. Hades.
0: Hades! It came out on Xbox, finally it's real good it's
1: fun it's fun I like Hades it's
0: it's not the kind of game that I normally like but I have been enjoying it quite a lot Same. normally that dungeon crawler type game just doesn't appeal but I think the way that the the dying and respawning is incorporated into the story it's really interesting continues. to me yeah. yeah
1: I think the way that everything's fully voice acted as well is really good
0: I also I just I love the character design <laughs> I think it's all really nice looking and it's a really interesting take on the Greek gods. And, like, just visually, yeah. in terms of character, they kind of work the same as they always do. But they're just uh, they're a lot more. I think I don't know, the word I'm looking for is
1: fleshed out.
0: Just their designs are a lot more interesting than just normally. Like, they're wearing white robes. Wow, so exciting.
1: I think the last dungeon crawler I played was probably that Tomb Raider one that me and you played. Years ago,
0: (laughs) Lara Croft and the Temple of Osiris, or whatever it's called. I'm gonna
1: find. I'm. I'm gonna find it, Kyle. I'm gonna find it.
0: No, I think Temple of Osiris was the sequel that we never played. It was Lara Croft and the something.
1: You're trying to tell me, Kyle, that we didn't finish a franchise.
0: I am trying to tell you that we should get back. We should do a Let's Play of Lara Croft in the Mirror on this on this YouTube channel.
1: I found it. (laughs) Let's do it. it. What's it called? Lara Croft, Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light.
0: There we go. Because one of you plays as Lara Croft and one of you plays as an ancient Aztec mummy guy.
1: Yeah, I'll give you the description. Experience the first ever co-op action adventure game featuring Lara Croft. Team up with a friend or go it alone as you traverse and solve deadly traps, fight hordes of undead armies and collect over 60 artifacts and relics. Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light offers fast-paced action, breathtaking visuals shown through an isomeric view. Isometric. Isometric, yes, I missed out the T.
0: I don't think that counts as a dungeon crawler. Dungeon crawler says specifically the ga- the type of game that Hayes is where you do runs, basically, and you die at the end and, you- and all your progress resets. That's what defines a dungeon crawler.
1: Does it? Yes. I feel like that game was pretty, uh, you know, beaten...
0: I, I honestly, Nathan, I can't remember.
1: I, I, have, I have fun memories of me and you play that, playing it.
0: I remember playing it with you. I just don't remember what we were doing at the t- <laughs> when we were playing it.
1: Um, but yeah, no. I, Hades is something I, I intend to continue playing. It's, But it's um, it's something I don't think I would have liked either. If it wasn't for other people I know playing it, I probably wouldn't even have given it a chance.
0: That's weird. It's one of the first games in a while where like, other people I know are talking about it. Cause I play so many games and none of my friends give a crap.
1: No. It's one. it's
0: strange to be playing a game that's like in the conversation.
1: That isn't Halo.
0: That isn't Halo. I mean, I've we haven't had the excuse to talk about a Halo game in like what five years?
1: Yeah. I mean I've been I've played I've participated in the insider programme for Halo Infinite.
0: Yes. And how is it?
1: It's 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 a good time, man. It feels it does it does feel like classic Halo. And I, I never thought I would know what classic Halo was. I've played, obviously I've played old Halo, but you know whenever you hear people say those weird things about, oh this feels like the way Halo was always meant to be and all that, and then you're like, what the hell are you on about? This this does feel like an older Halo game, but also a new Halo game, because it's added stuff that hasn't been in previous Halo games, but something about the gameplay just feels a bit more, it's not the pro MLG shooter that is Halo 5. If you want to play the pro MLG shooter that is Halo 5, play Splitgate gets fun by the way but the second Halo Infinite comes out Splitgate's gonna die a death <laughs> um, because all Splitgate is is Halo uh, with portals the guns are oh it's, it's, it's shameless I'm surprised they haven't been sued
0: I have been told that it's it, that it's pretty shameless it's made by pre- former Halo devs I think right
1: I know nothing about it's development cycle
0: I think it I think it might be a team of former Halo devs I, I only know this because my brother's been playing a lot of it as well
1: Oh, Splitgate's quite fun. Me, me and friend of the show, Ryan. We've been playing some of it. It's a good time. I would I right, I would, I would happily jump on and play some more of it with people, but it, when Halo Infinite comes out, it's going to be forgotten about. Um, but this is you know, public service announcement for everyone listening to this. If you haven't participated in the flights for Halo Infinite and you're still interested, you can sign up now because they're gearing up for their second flight.
0: That is if Kyle manages to edit the episode in time for that announcement to be relevant.
1: Well, I think the second flight doesn't go live for another four weeks, so something's going to happen to you if you haven't done it in a month. <laughs>
0: enough that's fair
1: so psa sign up
0: speaking of games we've been playing because we each have branching conversations here nathan
1: do we do we oh my
0: speaking of i was gonna say speaking of branches but that would infer that i know how 12 minutes works and i don't can you explain 12 minutes to me nathan
1: i'll explain 12 minutes to you and to our vast audience so 12 minutes is a it's a game that they announced about 50 E3s ago. <laughs> we were
0: still babies when they announced this game.
1: <laughs> but from the moment I saw the first trailer, it stuck out to me and I was like, that looks like a neat premise. And it was like... And I like those small stories. Like, I like Firewatch. I've spoken with Firewatch before. It's like just little intimate stories. I really like those small scale stories. And this is good. And it had three, three main characters and they were voiced by James McAvoy, nice Scottish kid, Daisy Ridley and William Defoe. Right? Like, that's mm-hmm. great. And Isn't so... it Willem Defoe? Well,
0: William. Well, Willem. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Willem.
1: I'm sorry. William Defoe. William Defoe. <laughs> no, please. William Defoe is my father. <laughs> I, I apologize, listeners. William Defoe. And so... Uh, it's great. The premise, and it's like twelve minutes. So the game starts off with you kind of not really any context. You're you're in like the hallway outside your apartment. So you're like in the building, and there's three, you know, and you're kind of. And it's just kind of familiarizing you with the controls, and you're just getting out of an elevator, and it's top down. the Entire view of the game is top down, and it's kind of like a point and click to walk somewhere. The contr- uh, I'll talk about the controls later, but that's not important right now. And you know, you go into the house, and You've got your wife, I think it's, just, it's implied that she's your wife anyway. And you know, you're set. So sit- are, you,
0: are you playing as Willem Defoe James McAvoy? You're playing as or- James McAvoy. Exactly. You're playing as James okay.
1: McAvoy. And you know, you're in from work and you know, it's. you get to explore your apartment a little bit. And she's saying she made dessert and you can sit and have conversations with her. You can kind of explore the room and pick stuff up and put stuff in your pocket. It's like an inventory system. And then at one point, the door goes and it's Willem Defoe. It's the Green Goblin. <laughs> And he's a police officer, and he's like, Open the door. I'm Willem Dafoe. And Oh, you mean
0: like when he shows up in Spider Man 2 as, as a ghost?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and he's like, I'm Willem Dafoe. open the door. And the wife opens the door, or you can open the door. Like, it's one of those things where you can, like, beat her to the door and you can open it yourself. But the first thing he does mm-hmm. is, like, arrests you, and, like, you can try and cut your way out of there. Because, you know, he's a police officer. Again, I haven't finished the game. I only have, like, an hour playtime in this game, an hour and a half playtime. But when you. If you try and leave the apartment when he's like arresting your wife or something, it resets the entire room. You cannot leave the the, the apartment. You can go into other rooms in the apartment. You can't actually walk leave the apartment. Or if you pull a knife on Willem Dafoe and he like punches it out of your hand and knocks you out, it resets the room. Or like
0: mm-hmm. it's so it's like it's a ground groundhog day situation. Yes,
1: and you you the cat your character has memories of every single previous encounter. So when you mm-hmm. like reset in the room, it's just like you're coming in from work again and your wife comes out of the bathroom and she obviously doesn't recall any of this and you've got to try and make sense of it all and you're looking around the room for clues or like you can even have a discussion with her that's like the days repeating itself and of course she thinks you're crazy. But then you're like, I can prove it. And like there's a thunderstorm outside and I can prove like in the next few minutes there's going to be a thunderstorm. And she's like, mm, the weather's for clear skies. And there's a thunderstorm. She's like, holy shit. And you're like, oh, so there's a police officer as well and the going to come and tie you up. And she's like, oh, okay, you know, if he shows, and there's like other steps you can do, like, there's other things around it. room. because it's, it's like a mystery. You're supposed to kind of figure out what, how, how to get out of this situation. Uh, mm-hmm. there's maybe mysteries about other things that have happened. Like, this police officer has come to your door for a reason. Now, I haven't progressed this far into the game to know whether he really is a police officer or not, but all these things have occurred to me. And like there was, like, a murder earlier that maybe one of the people are connected to, but also maybe not, because, again, this may, person may not be a fucking police officer. Um, And you, every single time the room resets, you've got to try and skip through the conversation and find new ways to prove that there really is a thing... Um, you can lock the door but then that buys you time but Willem is going to beat the door down anyway if you don't do that. Or you could answer the door maybe trying to stab him but he's quite good so you knock the thing out your hand. Or you could maybe hide in a room but he'll probably find you anyway. Like, I've tried to hide under the bed before and he comes for you. It's, in, it's it's interesting. Again I haven't like I haven't completed the game yet. This is very early days opinions I'm giving here. Mm-hmm. It's, it is infuriating though when you last five minutes and then it goes wrong because then you've got to play the next five minutes. Again basically retreading your steps. A bit like a dungeon crawler. <laughs> it's a narrative dungeon crawler narrative dungeon crawler now there, there are points where you can just hold in the A button to kind of fast forward 30 seconds so that you're not just mm-hmm. sitting around waiting because there are moments where like, she's like your wife's like you know well, dinner ready we'll in a couple of minutes whatever and you're just kind of walking around the apartment but maybe if you know there's nothing for you really doing those 30 seconds because you've done the playthrough already and you, this is the bit you know what to do in you can just mm-hmm. skip forward it can be a little bit infuriating but it's interesting now what I will say uh, to the game's detriment, the controls are dog shit.
0: As in, just not built for a controller?
1: Not built for a controller. Not built for a controller. Um, it's like, your analogue sticks, you can of use, to, it's like it's like in the Destiny UI, you use your cursor to navigate this little stick, this little circle. Okay. And your inventory's a, a drop box at the top of your screen, so you bring the thing up to the top of your screen that drops down, and then if you want to like use your key to lock the door... Instead of tapping on the lock because your key's in your inventory, you actually go up to your top, bring your inventory out, and then hold A and click and drag your key down to the front door. And then when you've confirmed that, yeah, that's
0: that, definitely built for a mouse.
1: Yeah, and then when you've confirmed that's the action you want to take, your character then walks to the door to do it. And if there's something in the way, you kind of your character just kind of fumbles because he's an auto walk. It, it's it's not it's it's a little bit annoying, but I'm still intrigued by the premise enough to keep playing. But it doesn't play as smoothly as I had hoped.
0: Well wow. that's what happens when you get sixteen million years of hype for a game. Yeah. You think we you think we'd have learned by now? Like just just don't announce it until until I it's
1: like know.
0: a year I, min- a year pl- maximum before you announce it. They always
1: no. end up getting pressured though by the studios, probably the publisher. They're like, We need to show this game for our own conference reasons. We need to pump up the content. Because it ends up I being suppose. like we've got fifty million Squillion games to show this year. <laughs> Twenty-five billion of them are games announced at previous years, but because you show them again, it sounds like you've actually got quite a cohesive catalog. If you were just showing stuff one year and then out the next year, E 3s would be mm-hmm. so much smaller because there was nothing to show again.
0: But they would be so much more impactful. I would agree. <laughs> uh, so if we can pivot to what I've been playing, I recently bought the Mafia trilogy on sale. I've yes, been playing you did those games. And I have thoughts. So Nathan, do you remember years ago when we were doing our test episodes, we flirted with the idea of any episode we would give each other like a piece of media to watch or play as homework?
1: Yes, I remember that.
0: And it didn't really work because neither of us have the schedule or patience to do that.
1: Yes, and for me, I would recommend you films, but you would recommend me a game that requires 40 hours of my life.
0: <laughs> yes. Well... If you remember, the film that you gave me that one time was the classic film, Goodfellas. I do
1: remember it and I love that film to this day.
0: In that discussion, which I don't think that's pre us releasing the episodes, right? So no one will have heard this discussion. These
1: episodes are not in the public domain at current.
0: Uh it's subscriber goal though when we get to a thousand subscribers I'll release those episodes,
1: so <laughs> just saying. Anyone wants the hero Stony Tark episode?
0: If I do to hear it before we learned how to do audio or speak or editing. Before we had
1: proper microphones. Before
0: we had proper microphones. It's all right there waiting for you.
1: Oh god, oh boy, you're gonna love it.
0: Before we're even called name not included.
1: That one were another name.
0: Was <laughs> <laughs> well, that a secret too?
1: That's a secret for for now. <laughs> we can't give we can't give away the whole the whole barn, Kale.
0: Okay, anyway, um, good fellas. So, I need to rewatch it, actually. But at the time, I didn't enjoy the movie because I didn't sympathize with the main characters was basically what I said, I think.
1: Right? Yes, basically.
0: And I kind of felt like I would have the same issue going into the Mafia games. Right. But because of the protagonist of Games Magic, which I talked about in my last video, by the way. Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> It's just easier to relate to protagonists of games because you control them and you spend all your time with them and there's just like there's just like an innate bond there, you know.
1: I happen to disagree, but I'll let you go on.
0: You 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 disagree with that?
1: Oh, I do disagree with that, but I think that's a we could talk at length about that and it would undercut your mafia thing you're about to do.
0: Okay, anyway, so I played the remake of Mafia 1, which is a fantastic game by the way. I never played the original, but the remake was Great. It's definitely my favourite of the series that I've played so far. I'm still in the middle of, Mas- of Mafia 3. But uh, yeah, so I I really like that game. And then, immediately after finishing it, I went on to Mafia 2.
1: The, icon- the iconic Mafia 2.
0: Yes, the legendary, famous, one of the best games ever written, Mafia 2. Yes.
1: I, sh- I should note, audience, I've never played a Mafia game.
0: I thought you'd played Mafia 2. I don't no. know why I thought that. I just thought you had. I
1: I, I love the hit Rockstar game, Ellie Noir. I,
0: I do recommend you play the Mafia. I think you would really like the Mafia remake. No, but so that's besides the point. So <laughs> Mafia 2 didn't get a... Re- for one thing, it didn't get a remake. It got a, a remaster, quote-unquote. It's the upscaled, the resolution, and...
1: Is it Mass Effect Legendary rate. Edition?
0: No, more like... Uh, more like the Ezio Collection.
1: right, right, right. right, right.
0: Like it's not really they didn't redo any of the textures, they just upped the frame rate and resolution.
1: So the game runs smoother, but it still can look a bit like ass.
0: I assume so. I've never played the original. So right. But yeah, it still looks like ass, so that's one thing. But generally that doesn't bother me in games when games look old because I know games look old. Like I just get used to it after a bit. Yep. But I have to say, legendary best game I've ever written, Mafia 2. It's a bit of a disappointment, Nathan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's. What, it's okay. Is did it not meet expectations or was it actually bad?
0: I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's like amazing though. It's 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 fairly average,
1: serviceable. It's
0: it's serviceable. It's like I'm gonna get so much shit for saying this, but it's about <laughs> on par with a GTA game in terms of
1: story. <laughs> you want me to send Secret Service to your house for the next month? <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's fine. Nobody listens to our podcast yet. <laughs> yet. When they get back to this episode, then I'll get lynched and my my critiquer <laughs> and my YouTube critiquer license will be stripped away from me. The
1: 14th of September 2021, fifteen years ago, you said Mafia 2 wasn't great. Care to respond to these comments?
0: <laughs> you said it was on par with a GTA game? <laughs> but okay. Okay, so the i uh, if if people some people don't know the premise of Mafia is you play as a young up and coming mafia man named Vito Scaletta on his rise to power through the the Empire Bay mafia, which is basically in New York City. It's a fictional New York City, and it's set during the nineteen forties and fifties.
1: Okay, is this for is this for for the trilogy, or no? Ma- Ma- mafia Three is completely disconnected from the first two, isn't it?
0: Um. They're all they're all loosely tied, kind of like GTA games, where right. they're all set in the same universe, but you play as different characters across different time periods.
1: Oh, right, okay. I, I, for some reason, I thought the first two games were like Halos, were the direct continuation with the same characters.
0: No, so in the first game, you play is Tommy Angelo, and it's set during the 1930s in a different city.
1: Right. And then
0: the second game is set during the 1940s and 50s, and then the third game is set during the 1960s. Right, okay.
1: So... What weren't you impressed about with this?
0: I just expected more. At the end of the day, it felt to me like a fairly a very standard video game. Like, it it fell into most of the tropes of game stories, which given the reputation it had, I thought it'd be more than that. It's just it's, it's a whole bunch of missions where you go to a place, shoot some guys, steal some cars. It's it's exactly what you expect from this kind of game.
1: The story of GTA 5 was quite good, so if you're saying it's like that, then it's not the worst game.
0: No, that's why I, I I didn't I don't dislike it. It's just it's it's hardly the best game ever. And there is there's some things which they're trying which I think don't work to the game's advantage in the story. At the end of the day, it's a game about being used, like that the story is about being used by people. Right. Like, you think you're getting somewhere in the Mafia, but there's always a bigger fish. There's always someone above that person who's telling you what to do.
1: You're never going to be the Don.
0: Yes. Like, okay, that works for the story, but in terms of the character of Vito...
1: You just feel like you're going through endless waves of bosses
0: you're just going through endless hoops and he doesn't really have much of a drive outside of that. It's His his whole deal is just like, I'm going to be the big Mafia man. Yeah, especially coming from the first game where Tommy has a lot more motivation like that. like It's set over the course of uh, 10 years and over the course of all the missions he kind of becomes jaded about the Mafia and he's thinking about leaving and he has a family and there's more to his character than just I'm going to be the biggest, toughest Mafia man.
1: Right. So, do you maybe think people liked Mafia Two better historically because they liked the f- prospect of being the dawn of the mafia?
0: Well, no, because you don't get to become the dawn of the mafia at the end because spoilers. It's spoilers for this ten-year-old game, twelve-year-old. I, I don't, don't know how old I, it is. If it's you're all, if, old, if
1: you're if you're saying that you think I'd quite like it like within reason, I think I'll give it a shot.
0: I think you'd look quite like the first game.
1: All oh, right. Okay. <laughs> you're saying don't <laughs> buy the trilogy.
0: I think the second one is probably too old for you at this point.
1: Why would the first one be better?
0: Because it's a remake.
1: Did they touch up the controls? I thought they just Ezio Collectioned it.
0: No, the Ezio Collection the second one. They remade the first one.
1: Well, they've oh, done like a full brand spanking nice game. Yes. All oh, right. Okay. I, I I did not know. Huh.
0: It's, it's very misleading because they're both named so they're named Mafia Definitive Edition and then you get Mafia 2 Definitive Edition. Mafia Definitive Edition is a full remake of the 2002 game with with new graphics, new gameplay, new open world, new everything. And Mafia 2 Definitive, Definitive Edition is just a touch-up. It's real sneaky.
1: <laughs> See, so what, what have they changed for the original Mafia game then? Um, like Is, is it the same map and the same story and they've just Remade it, or have they actually changed things?
0: Honest answer, I don't know because I never played the original. The original came out like around the same time as Halo One. So
1: God, that's old.
0: Yeah, and if you look at the pictures, everyone's face is just kind of like a blob of
1: pixels. <laughs> it's the golden eye.
0: Yeah, so I don't know, but I assume that they touched up a lot. Like I'm sure they. It's definitely all new, like acting. Like they've actually mocap the faces and stuff. You can tell.
1: Is it new voice so... actors? Is it new cast.
0: I don't know. Probably.
1: That's interesting. Okay.
0: I mean, some of the faces look completely different from the original ones because yeah. I assume they're modeled after real people.
1: <laughs> I'll give it a look. You've actually piqued my interest more than other people have been able to do historically. Sorry if those people happen to listen to this.
0: Okay. I mean, Mafia One. The story is basically Goodfellas. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's basically a game retelling of Goodfellas. I was, I was
1: getting Goodfellas vibes. I just didn't want to see it. But the story brought it off. I was like, I can hear Rags to Riches playing right now.
0: Mafia Two, it just it doesn't have a good hook to me. I just it didn't have the same hook as the first game. It's just it's just guy going through crime, which brings me up brings me on to the third one, which I started playing, and that third one is a weird game. It's, so far, everyone
1: everyone that I've heard of speak about the third one seems to think is the worst.
0: Okay, let me lay my case All right. So I'm not that far into Mafia Three. I'll confess, I've just basically hit the open world, which by the way. A weird thing about the Mafia games, the first two anyway, they're open world games, but they don't have like traditional open world content.
1: There's nothing to do.
0: Yeah, they're linear stories set in an open world, basically.
1: That sounds like Alien Noir.
0: Yeah, I think Alien noir is similar. Like, there isn't like side missions and side quests and stuff. It's all just focused on the main
1: plot. Yeah, like you can drive around the open world, but there's no point.
0: Basically, yeah. Yeah. But the third game... Is a proper open world game in like a Ubisoft vein where there's like stuff to do basically. Yeah. GTA. Uh, I'd say no, more like a like an Assassin's Creed game where there's actually
1: like side missions and stuff and collectibles. side missions
0: and collectibles and like uh, there's crime rackets that you can destroy and stuff. Cause right, okay. The premise of of Mafia Three is a bit different from the other two because you play as the black guy in the 1960s. Yeah,
1: I knew that. Uh huh.
0: Which I actually think is a super interesting setup for a game, especially an open world game. And the first couple of missions are actually fantastic and they were my favourite setup. And then the pacing of the se- of the game just hits a brick wall when you get into the open world stuff and you spend hours and hours just doing like menial no, go doing... to a place and kill some people you're missions.
1: You're doing keep busy stuff?
0: Yeah, you're doing busy work, which I'm fine with because I don't value my time and I collect achievements, as you know. <laughs> which I'm working on a video about right now, by the way, so I look forward to that. But great! I think the setup for the setup for Mafia Three is easily the most interesting, and there's definitely more interesting stuff in there. But I can see why people think it's the worst, just purely on a you spend a lot of time doing nothing side of things.
1: <laughs> How um, what, what do you think the story so far, in Mass Effect, in Mass Effect and Mafia Three?
0: Like I say, I thought it was great right up until it hit a brick wall of pacing.
1: No, she's, oh, all right. okay, right, okay.
0: Like, it, it sets up what you're doing very well. Basically, the setup is... This is early in the game, and it's basically the setup for the plot, so I think you can spoil it. Like, you come home from Vietnam, you're like a...
1: I knew Vietnam was in there somewhere.
0: Yeah, you, you're a Vietnam vet. You're like a special forces type guy. You're, your guy is massive. He's like a walking tank, which I enjoy, because it's very different from the previous two games. Yes, so you come home, you're kind of you're you're on the outskirts of the mafia, you're kind of you're friendly with the the head of the black mafia. But you're not in it. Uh, you're kind of in it. It's it's in that weird, like grey area, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll
0: do some crimes for them sometimes, but he's thinking about leaving, moving to California. But okay, so you do some jobs for them, they're in some trouble, you help them out, and then they get they all get murdered by the by the, the actual Mafia. That's not fair. Like the, the big boss, basically. Yeah. For for money. And Lincoln, Lincoln, who's your character, gets shot in the head. But he lives. And then he goes on a, a vendetta to take down the entire Mafia. And that's the rest of the game. Is just methodically taking down the entire system. Which is a good setup for a game, I think. I think it's got the most like obvious goal to it of any of the games. Of like, revenge, baby!
1: murder them all. We all like a good revenge story for the Mafia.
0: Yes, and you know, you don't exactly feel bad about murdering them because they're the Mafia, right? So Fair. But yeah, it's it, the, the main issue with Mafia 3 isn't the setup, because I know some people were mad that you didn't play as like an Italian in a suit and all this, and it's like, I don't give a shit about that. But <laughs> the main problem is just the game design of it.
1: I find it interesting that the one that people think is the best one is the one you've had the least to say about.
0: <laughs> I, I actually don't. I think Mafia One is also very high regarded. Actually,
1: uh, I know people like it more than the light two. I'm sorry more than the light three. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I mean, so far, I think one is my favorite of the three. One I genuinely enjoys. So.
1: Ah, oh, you're making with, me want to play Macafiots. the Mafia games.
0: Given, given your love of Goodfellas and other mafia type movies, you probably would enjoy the games.
1: Great. Great, that's on my Christmas list then.
0: <laughs> but especially, especially the first one. I love the first game, so there you go.
1: Is it on sale currently, do we know?
0: It was on sale when I bought them. I don't know if it's on sale now.
1: Oh God. Okay, okay. Oh, wait, I'll pay full price. Then <laughs> I'll go on sale two weeks later.
0: As is the way. But yeah, Mafia 2 overrated.
1: Can't wait to share this episode with um your biggest competitor on YouTube. Scottish guys do.
0: Biggest competitor, I think you'll find out I'm crushing him. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> You're dominating him in the statistical area.
0: Is it time, Nathan? We're in... is it time to stop and talk about Star Trek?
1: Yeah, we're right on fifty-five minutes of recording. I think it's time to talk about Star Trek.
0: So we finally got a full trailer for Star Trek Prodigy. Kale
1: Kale Kale, 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 Kale. You're jumping in. This oh. wasn't just Star Trek Prodigy. This was Star Trek Day. That's true. It was a it was like Star Wars Day, they had panels, they had people from every single era of Star Trek ever there. You know, they had a live orchestra, they had panels, a red carpet mika burton and will wheaton were hosting a couple of other people done so that uh, were hosting on the red carpet reading out tweets for some reason it, it was it was a fun event but because they'd done it in the american west coast and they wanted it to be an evening affair for them it was on here like four o'clock in the morning and i was exhausted
0: i didn't watch it i just i just listened to nathan's retweets not retweets even
1: just live written just, commentary in the group chat
0: live commentary yeah
1: I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed it overall. It was nice seeing people from different era. It was lovely seeing the actor who played Travis Mayweather and Star Trek Enterprise show up, and he was talking about What's Enterprise he up to these days. What's he been in recently? Who knows? Who knows? As much as I saying it's nice to see him, I don't track his career. <laughs> uh, but like, he seems well put together. It's not like oh, he's a stay-at-home dad that doesn't have like a public persona anymore, and he's been rolled out for one evening. He seems like he's still an active guy. Um, and well, that's good it was, he was talking about Enterprise and he was like it's better than people think it is and people should watch it and I think somebody made a Faith of the Heart joke it, it was nice to see him they had George Takei out they had...
0: George Takei famously quoted you I believe
1: if he famously quoted me the, the, live, live on stage it was amazing and if you want proof of it go watch Kel's video where I quote Gene Roddenberry <laughs> quotes and, and then George Takei quoted me quoting Gene Roddenberry yes and... specifically specifically in that order they mentioned yeah. that youtube video so everyone was there basically we got a representative from every show and then at one point i was like huh i wonder i wonder like they had a poster they had a big star trek poster and they had like one character from each era representing the era and for every show it was pretty much the captains and then when it came to voyager i was like huh i wonder why captain janeway isn't representing voyager that um, was because the because she was there for Prodigy, you know? Because um, mm-hmm. she, she was in the poster but she was in a Prodigy get-up and Seven of Nine was representing Voyager and Picard was representing... It's so weird to see
0: the animated character on those posters. Yeah. I find it really distracting.
1: <laughs> it is a hodgepodge.
0: <laughs> well, it's, those posters are weird because you can so clearly tell that they just took them from different pro- promotional material. I would much prefer if they just did like an actual piece of artwork, you know? <laughs>
1: it, w- it would be very nice. That's, they do that for Star Wars, remember? Before we ever got exactly, live action like, Ahsoka, with the live action Ahsoka on the posters or live action artist one, you know. Yeah, stuff like that was really cool. But yeah, so we got a post, we got a trailer for Prodigy, a trailer for Star Trek Picard season two, a trailer for Lord Deck season two, or the mid season trailer for season two. We got
0: some teasers for Strange New Worlds. We got
1: te- some teasers for strange New Worlds. It, it was, we got a little look at the new 4K remaster of Star Trek the Motion Picture.
0: Oh, I missed that one. Okay.
1: Yeah, the remastering
0: uh, the motion picture. That's great. That love that. Love Best that. Best of the Star Trek films.
1: <laughs> well, as uh, as Red Letter Media has spoken about it at length, it's it's quite an amazing film from a certain point of view, if not a commercial point of view, um, or an
0: entertainment point of view.
1: It's a bit boring. It's a bit boring. Yeah. Uh, I have kinda of come around to it with a weird fascination in the last couple of years. I think probably spurred on by that red letter media video, which made me appreciate it in a light I hadn't previously seen it in. But that doesn't mean however I'm not gonna say it is a bit boring at parts. Yeah, so we got a first we got our first proper extended look at um, prodigy.
0: It looks better than the initial promotional materials had led me to believe. When they first revealed that picture of all the characters with no context, I was very worried because Like, I I said this at the time, they've looked like promotional
1: material for Spore.
0: Yeah. The old old game Spore. Still kind of do. They still kind of do, but the animation does look a lot better in motion.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it does. It does. They they clearly put a lot of work into it. Uh, I should say, I don't know why there's a Captain Janeway hologram on this ship.
0: I don't know why there's a ship there in the first place. It's like crashed
1: and forgotten about. It's like the Franklin Star Trek Beyond, Kyle.
0: Yeah, I guess there was a third ship that got subbed through the...
1: Well, I think that this is like maybe 10 years after Voyager and travel to the Delta Quadrant. which is the thing they can kind of do now because of the connections they've made along the way, the diplomatic ties. And I think this is probably a ship that for some reason was a bit... Because there was a Kazon in the trailer as well, but the looks of things... Um... And
0: it has, like a, it has like a new style uh, discovery bridge as well, so... <laughs> yeah, I know,
1: I know. Um...
0: Which bothers me because I just I just want to see the old bridge again, you know?
1: <laughs> I don't we don't know. need a
0: big glass window on the bridge. It doesn't make any sense. It's a
1: structural weakness, Nathan. <laughs> the ship from Andromeda has it. Mass the ship from Andromeda from... is like a cruise ship. It's like an exploration ship. I think this ship's supposed to be like a fancy exploration ship. Um, I don't think this is a combat cruiser. I think this is supposed to be a little kind of observatory ship or something it doesn't it looks tiny it looks almost bigger than a runabout It'll probably, it probably is bigger than that but it just it doesn't look very big in scale but I'm like why is why, why, is, why is Captain Janeway hologram allowing these non-federation people to just take over an abandoned federation starship but it's, it's a Nickelodeon show they're trying to onboard kids I've got a feeling canon ain't going to be the most important priority for this show when has it ever been
0: I mean, it's set in the Delta Quadrant, so they don't really need to care that much, I guess.
1: Yeah, but they still need I to care. Think I, tra- was there a Kazon
0: in that trailer? I feel like I there, saw a Kazon there was. at one point. I, I,
1: yeah. I also mentioned this earlier in this episode. Oh, I missed that.
0: Sorry. <laughs>
1: there is a Kazon. Um,
0: Someone go timestamp that for me so that no I can t- see where I was
1: wrong. Timestamp it in the editing bay. So, no, yeah, it's um, it's going to be interesting. It's gonna, like I said, it's a Nickelodeon show. It's, I think, it's going to be almost Star Wars resistance level. I don't think this is going to be very Rebels or Clone Wars eh, at all, or Bad Batch.
0: The saving grace of that is it might have more of that Star Trek feel, actually, because it's for kids, and they can make it horribly dark and violent.
1: Yeah, they can't have Borg assimilating people. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, fair, fair.
0: Well, they can't can't have people's eyeballs being ripped out. It's more of the prime of it, you know?
1: And it got a release date, Kyle. Star Trek Prodigy is set to premiere October twenty eighth this year.
0: Right, so it's coming out soon then.
1: Yeah, it's coming out very soon then. And right, yeah, we're
0: going we're going straight from Lord X to Prodigy to Discovery and then to Picard.
1: Then to Picard and Stranger Worlds doesn't have a final date yet. Oh gosh, it's gonna be so much. So Oh no. Let's let let's So we actually never got a new trailer for Discovery. I think we got a few new stills but there isn't really much to say except a release date. Uh, and it got a it commission. Discovery f-
0: season 4. We all know what to expect. It got commissioned
1: for a fifth season, I think.
0: Did it? I missed that. I saw that Picard got a season three. Yeah, I didn't Picard see that Discovery got renewed.
1: Well, I, I think it did. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think it did. So, okay, we don't have really much to say about Discovery because it didn't actually show much. Um, we talked about
0: it when the trailer came out and it reused the Mass Effect music.
1: Yeah. Oh, it continues to be a rip-off show. So... Uh. Let's move to Picard. We're kind of flying through Uh, Star Trek. Picard is a choice.
0: As I said to you after the trailer came out uh, Jerry Ryan didn't want to wear the Borg makeup anymore and they wrote a whole season around that.
1: It's a great line, Kyle. Surely it's not true. Surely it's not true. Don't
0: (laughs) put it past them.
1: I think I will put it past them actually. I'm very cynical of them but that's silly. It's a good line, though. I enjoy the line. It's nice seeing John Delancey do stuff, I guess. <laughs> uh, you can see there was a shot of the of the Q courtroom that's supposed to be like twenty late 21st century human courtrooms where they kill the lawyers and everyone's a drug addict and he's the big robes on. Mm-hmm. Um, but except for this, because they've got a budget, it's now not just a little room anymore. It's an entire hall, you know? And I was like, oh god.
0: Because it's bigger and it's better. Yeah, uh, and like as
1: I told you b- before, card. Picard, the trial never ends. I was like, yeah, no, it was cool when you said it back then. Now it's, uh,
0: Do you remember in the trailer when when, he, when Picard was about to say bullshit and then he cuts him off?
1: Yeah, thank God.
0: I did actually laugh at that, but just because it's so ridiculous
1: so that ridiculous. Picard was about to say bullshit. No, Admiral Clancy. <laughs> Shocker. Good news, Kyle. They got rid of their little Picard com badges and got Starfleet com badges for some reason.
0: I missed that. That doesn't make any sense because they're still not Starfleet,
1: are yeah, they? Yeah, well maybe they're going to be like Black Ops Starfleet. I don't know why though eh, that they got sent to an alternate timeline where they are essentially the Terran Empire but it's not the Mirror Universe. Like, that's no, just it's... purposely confusing your audience if yes. they're not that up on Star Trek. Because Especially
0: Laker... since they've been so in on the Terran Universe and Discovery.
1: Yeah, like, like it or not, a lot of new folk have come into Star Trek from this Reeve brand that we've been through the last six years. Mm-hmm. And like you know, it's for better or worse. There's a lot of fans in here that haven't went back and watched Old Trek yet, so they're in te- So they're going to see this as, oh my god, he Q has taken the crew of Picard's ship to the Mirrorverse. It's like no, he's not. This is the this is this, this, this is the universe, but he changed time. And then we've but gone. Back. Time, so,
0: yeah, we have, so they've they've gone to an alternate fascist universe. And so then they have to go back to the twenty first century to prevent something from happening which causes Donald
1: that. Trump. That they is have the to sh- go and kill Donald Trump. That's gonna be the show, Kyle. They're gonna... I, I know. I would bet money on it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that that will be it will be another Trump Brexit story, um, without the nuance.
0: Yes, they'll just make it more explicit and which honestly might be better
1: because they're not good at nuance. And to do time travel, they're bringing in the Borg and the Borg Queen but I don't know how the Borg Queen's alive. Probably another queen, um, which is fine. But somehow they've got her. I bet she'll be... because it seems like she's secure when they get her. She's not on a cube.
0: She's in Starfleet Prison somewhere.
1: She's in Section 31 HQ, Kyle.
0: <laughs> she's, she's the head of Section 31.
1: Sloan's her bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she Nah, so like they've gone to see the Borg Queen and she's like I will open a timeline for you, Picard don't know why don't know why, you know, why Why does she know that time's been changed? Surely she grew up in because fashion
0: Because he's this, and that makes him a special boy. Nah, there's
1: a temporal thing in your skull that says you have all these memories from another timeline Picard. Yeah, that'll, that'll be it probably I wonder if we're going to get any more cameos this season
0: Well, they're going to the 21st century so...
1: Yeah, but like before they leave and when they come back
0: Oh, probably they'll sneak in a fascist striker
1: at some point. Does the Picard? A goatee instead of a beard. Oh, God, that way. Uh, When did, did Picard season one have a mid season break? I don't think so. No, Discovery did. I didn't know Picard did, so I was going to say it'd be interesting if they, like, this was only the first half of the season they've shown. They actually get back to the 25th century quite quickly.
0: The thing that fascinates me still, and I bring this up every time when we talk about Picard, is all of the other characters are still there.
1: Why are they still on board this ship?
0: Why are they still there? Why are they in this show? Do we still need what's his face, sword boy?
1: Really? Apparently Brent Spiner's back to play uh, Professor Song's son.
0: Of Co- course he is. Uh,
1: you know, <sighs> nice to see him. Doesn't he put on the data makeup anymore, I guess? No more androids for him.
0: We talked about this before. Do you think we're going to pursue the relationship between Seven of Nine and Raffi? No. No, me neither. Me neither.
1: No, I don't think they will. I do not think they will. It's... Uh, I like seeing Patrick... Because it was a bad idea? I li- yeah. I like seeing Patrick Stewart, right? It's like... Uh, as I've said before, I like the first three episodes of Picard, actually. I like... I don't care that it makes not a lot of sense. I like the final scene with him and Data on the deck, android space where he wants to die... It's nice seeing those two characters chat again. Like it just makes me happy. I like it. Doesn't? I don't care. I just like it. I like star I like these characters. It's nice. And it's nice to see Patrick Stewart continue Picard for another season. Then another season. Because um, season three's coming. Apparently. But, but man. What a mess the story is. Uh, just show me collections of scenes with legacy characters and no context behind them and I'll be happy don't don't give me all this bullshit in the 21st century where Seven of them can drive a 4x4 four four.
0: you know that scene in All Good Things where they're all just kind of sat around the table t- chatting
1: they're playing poker it's like
0: they're, no like it, when they're old and, oh, in the future they're and men. they're just kind of sat around talking yeah. and Data has like a stripe of grey in his hair <laughs> yeah. just, just show me scenes like that
1: <laughs> just, just sitting t- chatting <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh huh. I want them to play poker. I would like them to play poker again. You can play poker while Riker makes pizza.
0: Exactly. Burnt tomato. Exactly. I just, I just want Star Trek to make me feel good, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: uh. I think we might be soon having a Star Trek show that will make you feel good.
0: I hope so, I really do. I all of my faith is placed in Strange New Worlds.
1: Yeah. And Star maybe that's Trek, a bad
0: idea. Star Trek I, Strange God.
1: New Worlds, Kyle. They're yeah. saying all the
0: right things, Nathan.
1: They, they 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 are doing this oh flawlessly, Kyle. They are drawing me in like that wormhole in Star Trek Voyager that promises <laughs> them a route home, but it's actually a big monster <laughs> that's there to eat the ship. <laughs> they are drawing me in with their tantalising promises of good old-fashioned episode. And see, that Star Trek Day panel, they even spoke about what made them want to make the shift back to it. And they said, you know, they think that there's a lot of value to be had in an episode extort. And they they, you know, they fired off all these good reasons why the type of show they're making with Stranger Worlds is a good idea. And I was like, that's the exact opposite shit you've been saying for Discovery for the past few years. Pick one, you know? (laughs) Um... And I'm happy. I'm happy they've decided to make Stranger worlds. And I hope so. I really hope it, it is what they've promised. Because it's what they've said and the Anson whole time. And
0: is, is a gem.
1: He's, he's a gem of a man. The crew they've shown makes me happy. The only thing I'm concerned about is they've got Ahura in the show. I don't think we need her. Um, I get um, the shell Nichols is I...
0: there, and hopefully he's better now.
1: Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Like I don't particularly like Ethan Peck's Spock. Uh, I don't really think we need Ahura or Spock if. Scotty, fucking, I was going to say Shatner of Kirk. If Shatner showed up, that'd be great. If Kirk or anyone shows up, it's going to further demean this show to me. I don't, we don't need the legacy characters. This is Pike's era on the ship. I know we've got Spock and I just don't like the casting but I accept that Spock would be there. It's just, oh, you know, I really hope this show's good. We've we got an, a- an Anar, the white Andorians, the yes. blind ones. I think that's really cool, actually. That's i actually—that's a compelling character on the ship. I'm, I'm interested. I'm actively interested. That's an interesting <laughs> decision they've made, Kyle. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh that could be quite interesting, you know? Like uh-huh. great, great, you know, let's see what they do with it. There's a there's a there's a can on the ship, though. <laughs> That's a bit worrying. And Nun Sung. Yes. Not to be
0: confused with Doctor Nuny and
1: Not to be Can nunian it... Sing, sorry. Sing Yes,
0: not not to be confused with Dr. nunian Sung. Because <laughs> they thought that out really well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Back and, in the day. Yeah, uh, that, and that's not and that's not New Trek's fault. That's old Trek's no, fault. No,
0: that's that's TNG's fault.
1: Yeah, that's TNG's fault. But you know, but you know what? We've got a sing on the ship. And oh lord, they're, they're not going to bring Cannon to this show. They're not going to Pike wake him up, then fucking put him back to bed again. <laughs> if Can never Can't mention it. In TOS. <laughs> oh god. We've done. We've dealt with augments and enterprise, and we've dealt with it in TOS. And TOS got a movie about it. And Into Darkness dealt with it. I. We really need more augments because this will be a descendant of Khan, and Khan's supposed to be from the Eugenics Wars in the nineties. <laughs> and we're twenty years past the nineties in our timeline. and It's like the augments were fine.
0: Still waiting on those eugenics. Still wars. waiting on those
1: eugenics wars. That are a bit late, uh, though. We're dealing with gene editing in these days, you know. So that's true. Knows? But, um, get
0: the, we'll get there yet.
1: We'll get there yet. Oh boy, will we. So, I'm like, why, why? why did he have a descendant who was genetically altered but never got jettisoned into space and now she's on the Enterprise? And it's, are they going to deal with like a genetic engineering Dr. Bashir line where she's had to keep it secret but she's actually superior to other humans? You know, like Bashir, it's possible. Bashir done that in Deep Space Nine. Like, it was told well in Deep Space Nine, and you know what, I'm not even necessarily going to say if they handle this well, I'm just going to hate it anyway. If they handle it well, fuck it, do it again. But I don't think they will do it well.
0: I mean, yeah, I'm also in with with My concerns for number one, whose whole deal is that she's mysterious. They've kind of made that part of her thing, but they're going to have to resolve that eventually, and... It could go badly. I
1: I I don't think she's that mysterious. I know they try to do it, but I think it's more of a bit of a wink and a nod, you know. Uh, I don't really care. We get Nurse Chapel. I know I say I don't want legacy characters, I'm willing to accept her. That one doctor's name, I can't remember. I'm so sorry. He was in two TOS episodes. I apologise, listeners. He's he's not Bones, he's the no, other he's guy. He's the other guy. Um he's showing up to be the doctor on the ship. That's fine, I'm happy to see him. Not me. I've realized now.
0: You mentioned it'd be great if Shatner showed up. I think Shatner is vain enough that he'll have seen Star Wars The Mandalorian and then they de aged Mark Hamill. And he'll be like, <laughs> I'm young and spry enough. I can do that. And we're going to see a de aged
1: Kirk. Lieutenant Kirk. Yes. Fat William Shatner. They're going to CGI him. Nah.
0: I can see it happening.
1: I don't, I don't think we're going to see... I would Listen, I don't want to see Kirk. I would love to see Shanter. He's got an open, a fucking open invite. Any Star Trek show. Bring him in. Picard? Fuck it. Yeah, why not? Uh, bring Shanter in. Lord Dex? Sure. Lord Dex is the show I actually wouldn't be surprised to see him in. But yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting to see how they pull this off.
0: They've changed the uniforms, which I'm a bit iffy about. You like them.
1: Now... I, I, sh- I said this in text, but I, I don't know how much of how much of the intent gets lost in translation when you're reading it. So, we, I think we spoke about uniforms on the show before for the TOS look. I think the, uh, Star Trek Beyond fucking nailed the TOS look for modern era, in my opinion. I think uh, Into Darkness and Star Trek 09 were fair attempts, but they actually look a bit fancy dress, costume in retrospect. You know, they've got the Starfleet logo designed right into the shirt all over the place. Uh-huh. It's the detailing. I think Beyond nailed it. And then Discovery Season 2, I appreciate the attempt to bring the TOS look because in Discovery Season 1 apparently they just didn't realise that it's a thing somebody might want to see. And <laughs> I get the translation where, you know, the Discovery uniform is the big floppy collar. So it kind of does, doesn't it? It kind of does. Yeah. Well, yeah. it has
0: like a big, it's like a weird like off-center collar thing.
1: Yeah. So I appreciate that for the TOS translation for the connecting bridge because the new uniform, they'll keep the collar. But I happen to not be a fan... I, I like collars in general, actually. Like, the Discover- the Star Trek Beyond is a collar. It looks quite nice. But I, I on, on balance, I think that in lots and lots of angles, the black floppy collar in Discovery Season 2 of the TOS uniform didn't make any sense. So we land on this new one for Strange New Worlds, which I'm a fan of. I was about to say big fan of, but I want to asterisk this. It... Suffers from the t-shirty look that you get from it being an honest remake of the TOS uniform.
0: Yes, I like the
1: black undershirt, so I I acknowledge the fact that it, that it suffers from the t-shirty look, but I I the, the the big black collar put me off a lot. Um, I, I understood why it was there, but I'm I'm happy for this uniform. I quite I like this uniform on balance, and they've got. Starfleet designs on the shoulder pads I think. Um, they're like the 2009 2013 to JJ Star Trek movies except it's no longer um, just the Starfleet Delta. It's now Divisions so it's the command mm-hmm. logo. It's not just the Delta itself.
0: And they're still doing the thing where medical is white.
1: Yeah, I think that's just, we've got that now. So fuck it, whatever. I, I I think actually the main Doctor will be in blue. You won't be I thought
0: blue. we saw him I Actually, don't know if we saw a picture of him, did we? I can't remember now. We saw a
1: picture of a TOS actor, and I think we might have saw a brief picture. I don't think he was in white, though. I think he was in blue. Um, maybe nurses will be in white.
0: Nurse Chapel was definitely wearing white. Nurse Chapel was we definitely, definitely
1: wearing it. white. We've got a new security lady. That's nice. Um, new character, so that's fine. Double thumbs up. New character. Um, mm. I, I keep coming back to the the you r E&R. That's so cool. That's so cool. Interesting. Interesting <laughs> stuff. Good. Clap, clap. Yay. More. More. <laughs>
0: Finally, a, ref- a proper, solid callback to Enterprise. Can you imagine?
1: Oh, oh, I, mean, yes I know I mean. that they, I know that they
0: slightly mentioned the Defiant in um in Discovery, but whatever. They
1: also write out say Captain Jonathan Archer and the crew of NXO One in Discovery Season One.
0: Yeah, but whatever. This is a thing from Enterprise. Okay, this, this is, a is an actual from- thing from Enterprise.
1: <laughs> More things gonna- from Enterprise.
0: We're gonna see. We're gonna see Jeffrey Combs. He's gonna come back oh, as Shran. Man.
1: You know what? They actually played Jeffrey Combs quite a bit this year. People talked about him in Star Trek Day quite a lot, and I, I hope he's in talks. Like, not necessarily come back as Shran. Is like a hundred and fifty year old Andorian. But
0: we don't know how long Andorines live. To be fair, we actually
1: don't. Um, there'll be a book somewhere. Somebody'll send me this fucking memory <laughs> alpha. Um,
0: actually, they live seventy five years, and then they reproduce <laughs> by laying eggs.
1: Yeah, out of, out of their antenna. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, I would, lo- I would love to see Jeffrey Combs back in Star Trek. Like, it, it can be a new character. Fuck it. Like the only memorable, the only ongoing characters he had was like Brunt, Shran, and Wayan. He had other one-off bit pieces, but there was. If he can as
0: an ongoing character, because most well, times we saw Wayne, well, it was well, a different way
1: well, 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 indeed, 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 we saw at least at least eight, at least four different Wayans. I think when we met him, he was on in four. I think. Um, think so? I can't remember. Yeah, so I remember when he died. They said this was on eight, eight, and it was the last one. I think we're on four. Um, but yeah, so I, if, I see if he came back as Strann. I think that would be amazing. But also, I. I kind of also don't want it because I think it will stretch believability a bit. But, you know, who knows? Time travel. Um, but, yeah, nah. I mean, it. another character
0: that could definitely come back is uh To T- 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 P- T- P- that her T- name?
1: Tapal. Tapal. T- 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 Paul.
0: Yeah. Because Vulcans live for ages.
1: Yeah, she, no, she could totally show up in this show. Uh, Jolene Blalock, though, I don't think it's got any play in the Star Trek community at the minute. No one talks about her. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I don't think she's someone people are eagerly awaiting to see again though if she if she showed up everyone would cheer everyone would cheer more you know but uh, no nobody talks about her. no she's not a character people it's like Jocote, you know though no, didn't didn't ju- didn't uh, Robert Bull say that he was coming back for prodigy or something?
0: I think he did it's just casually meant
1: casually she's <laughs> like oh
0: yeah I'm doing that same thing but uh, that
1: Kate's doing yeah like uh-huh. Kate's doing. <laughs> Okay, 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 Jacote. We'll see more of you, I guess. Tom Paris was in Discovery. Uh, yeah, sorry, Lower Decks.
0: I saw, he's on a plate.
1: He's, he's No, he shows up as well. Uh, the character. Oh, does he? Okay. Yeah, Robert Duncan McNeil voices him. He sounds nothing like Tom Paris anymore. No,
0: he's 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 got like an old voice now.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like when they got Freddie Prince Jr. to be a kid canon. Because <laughs> he showed up looking like he did in Voyager, because it's a cartoon, yeah, because obviously. It's,
0: it's only set like a few years afterwards. <laughs> yeah, except
1: he's wearing a first contact uniform. And, yeah, I know he just seems absolutely nothing. like. But, I mean, it was, but it was nice to see him. It was nice to see him, you know? And I, I kind of hope we'll get maybe more of that going forward in Star Trek now. I hope Star Trek will become less ashamed of its past, because I think Star Trek <laughs> has been cripplingly ashamed of its past. For suffered. some reason. Yeah. It's weird. Well, I mean, that kind of... I'm arguable that trend started with Enterprise. Like, the first two seasons of Enterprise isn't called Star Trek Enterprise. It's just called Enterprise.
0: That's true, and then and then for season four they they realized oh wait people like
1: Star Trek. I think for season three they added it back in, but yeah, oh they spent too long being a bit ashamed of it.
0: I wouldn't say season three they added it back in. Season three is the nine eleven season.
1: It is, but I still feel like they added the name Star Trek back onto it. I, th- I think it was like half the show didn't have it, half the show did. But definitely it was there for season four, but I, th- I could swear season three added it. doesn't season matter. Season four
0: is when the Star Trek vibe came back to
1: it. <laughs> you're true. You're, season you're, four right. is
0: when they did the f- the, the, the two parsers set yeah, in the, the universe.
1: The big the big long story arcs, yeah. Oh, this season yeah. four was quite good. But yeah, so... You know, Gosh, what? I would love a
0: re- a return of Enterprise. Can you imagine get the old cast
1: back? To bring season five, and it's just it's the lost years between uh, Terra Nova and these well, Voyages. they could set it
0: after the time skip because why? Trip's dead. We can bring him back <laughs> Who cares? It in years.
1: Trip's death
0: was stupid.
1: Set it in the lost years, Kyle. There's, there's there's five years to play with in there where there was the Romulan War, which was covered in the Amazing Game Star Trek Legacy. Like there's stuff to play with in there I would love to see. Apparently the NXO one get fitted with a secondary hull, like a big bottom uh-huh. bottom bit with a big deflector edition stuff. I I would I would love to see a continuation of Enterprise. It's never happening. Never knowing. No, of know course how not. But, but, but I would love it.
0: If they just announced in one of these Star Trek days, yeah, we're doing Enterprise Season five. Here's Jonathan Archer to tell you about it.
1: Holy shit. Holy shit, that would be so cool. You know Admiral Archer could show up in Strange New Worlds. He'd be old, but he could do it, yeah. He, he would be like a hundred and something years old. He'd be no more older than Picard is. He'd be like Bones at the start of TNG. Uh, yeah, oh, uh, he was 100, 137 years old, sir, so according to Starfleet Records. What's so bad about not having that? <laughs> exactly, exactly, Kyle. And, you know, um, they mention Admiral Archer's prized Beagle in Star Trek 2009 they do so like Archer is a because person because in that
0: timeline it's still canon it's <laughs> still canon
1: technically Admiral Archer showing up as a person who's alive around the time of TOS is a thing and apparently he went on to become Federation President so yes it, like that's cool like, I want to see Ar- Archer could totally show up it would be fun giving orders him. to Captain Pike <laughs> <laughs> they can give him the exact same makeup they used on um, De- DeForest Kelly when he showed up for TNG <laughs> Oh, I think they'd CGI it nowadays. No, 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 no. They use the exact same makeup. They give him the same uniform. Because in canon, the what he's wearing in the episode counts as like an informal Admiral's uniform his, oh, little, yeah. his, his little cardigan. Uh huh. Apparently, that counts. they give it to Archer. Archer, the show ends with Archer giving it to a young McCoy. <laughs> it's nice having nice things to say about Star Trek.
0: I just hope it's good. I really do. Just
1: got anything else you want to wind off about before we finish? Whoa! Oh, you have something for me.